This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, beliefs, and actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. Here's your host, Sam Rafus. Happy Wednesday. Today, my guest and I are talking about perseverance. Perseverance, according to the dictionary, is steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. To build your business and your brand, you need to persevere. And I know that very firsthand about perseverance and not giving up. Let me introduce you to the woman that is talking with me about this now for she knows a lot about perseverance and that's why I wanted to have her on today's episode. Kim Baird is an inspirational speaker and transformational coach. She has helped thousands of people to transform their lives and their businesses for the better. She has a passion for living life and absolutely loves helping others to do the same, helping them consciously create the life that they truly desire. Kim and I first met a few years ago through a co-authored book we were both a part of named Adventures in Manifesting Conscious Business. And there was 33 authors in the book and Kim and... Uh, myself were, um, we wrote chapters in that book. Kim is also the author of Gifts from the Darkness, Out of Your Darkest Times Come Your Greatest Gifts. So again, you can tell by the title that Kim knows a bit about perseverance. (laughs) Welcome, Kim. Thank you, Sam. So nice to be here. I've been waiting, like I say with every guest, I've been waiting to have this conversation with you. And what I also need to mention is congratulations. Uh, uh, Kim is the winner of the Gower International Publishing Author Award for Gifts from the Darkness. And Kim, there's been a few times in reading your book that Whew, my my heart and soul have have felt it. So tell us a little bit about well, no, let's start start us off by your backstory. Let's not get into the book yet. It, I it just took me away to one of your stories. Anyway, okay. So congratulations on the award and start us off with your backstory and why you do what you do, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's quite a story, the book, so it would be great to cover that um, during the interview, but let's get into the backstory first. So, you know, I think um, how I've come to this place of of being a speaker and author and, and transformational coach actually started right back at the beginning when I was born. Um, I was actually born with a disability. I was born with uh, cataracts, and which is where your, the lenses of your eyes are fogged up. So uh, you can't see very well. And in fact, in my left eye, I was completely 
blind um, when I was born. And so uh, growing up, life for me was quite different. Uh, it was quite challenging. I had to overcome a lot in my childhood um, right off the bat. So there was perseverance, perseverance right from the start. Um, you know, I had things like bullying and just overcoming the challenges of not being able to see properly. Um, but this really led me in life from a very early age to look at life very differently and to also question things. And um, I had this ultimate goal when I was a kid uh, to be normal, right? I wanted to be like everyone else because I was so different. And so my whole world was uh, really about trying to be normal, trying to fit in in this world and try to be the same as everyone else. And, uh, you know, I went through uh, depression as a teenager, um, went through a whole lot of challenges. And I finally, in my early 20s, got to this point where I'm like, I've made it. I'm normal, right? Um, <laughs> I kind of fit in with society. Uh, so I, I achieved this goal. I'm like, you know, I had a boyfriend. Um, I was going out partying with the young 20-year-olds and I had a good group of friends and I and I had a good job. I was like, yes, I fit in. I've made it, right? I've accomplished this lifelong goal. But I got to this point and I kind of looked around and I went, is this really it? Like, <laughs> This is I've what I was it. striving for? This is what I was striving for, like really, you know, because I was looking around and I was seeing so much pain and so much um, people just just unhooked from life, really, you know, kind of in that zombie state where you wake up every day and you go to the same unfulfilling job and you're, you know, inside, like on the outside, yeah, it all kind of looks really happy, but on the inside, it's like there's this missing thing, right? It's like this sadness and this pain. Um, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's just my age. Like maybe, maybe the older generation, they work it out. And so I looked to the older generation and they were just as unhappy as the younger generation. You know, uh, except they were older and they had all these regrets and they weren't really living their life. Like they weren't really living life on their terms. It was kind of like society had put all these boxes around people that I really saw. And I went, I don't want this. Like, I don't want this for my life. Yeah, I've worked, you know, for 20 years to get to this point. And now I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I want more. I want an extraordinary life. And I don't want to be normal anymore. And it's, you know, it's kind of like the circle of life where it's like I was born really different. Uh, I tried to fit in and I got to that beautiful place. And then I'm like, I don't want to fit in anymore. I don't want to be part of the crowd. I want to actually um, stand out and be different. And so I went on a, a journey of really creating life on my terms and creating life uh, that really inspires me and excites me and really choosing what I'm doing and how I do it and not based on society's little box of what I should do, but really um, what I wanted to do as, as a person. And obviously I've had 
you know, as you said, I wrote a book called Gifts from the Darkness. There was a lot of challenges along the way. So it wasn't like one day I went, okay, right, now I'm going to have an extraordinary life, and it all fell into place. Like, <laughs> there was there was some big hurdles along the way. Um, my uh, husband, oh, then boyfriend, now husband, um, got made redundant. So we actually decided to go into business uh, from him being made redundant. We were a month out from being married. And um, he was in the IT industry. The whole uh, dot-com bust happened. And he's like, hey, let's go into business. And we had no idea about business. So we had lots of business challenges along the way. Uh, we have got hit bankruptcy. I've been on the brink of bankruptcy a number of times in our life. Um, we have had challenges with our uh, kids. And before that, I had very big health challenges, uh, chronic illnesses that um, I got told would never be able to be healed, uh, would never be able to have children, which was one of my big passions was having kids. And now I have two beautiful children. Uh, but we also have uh, a daughter who had many health challenges. We were in and out of hospital with her for two years. And um, we overcame that. And she now has uh, a whole raft of challenges from that time in hospital. Um, she has special needs and stuff. So there's been a whole lot of whirlwind of challenges along the way, uh, just to mention a few. But even during those times of adversity, we have persevered and we've really had that core belief of we can create our life. And so around all these uh, things that the universe has kind of thrown at us to deal with, uh, we've had we've had amazing times as well. We've grown in a, a business that we absolutely love. Uh, both Andrew and myself have been able to stay home and look after the kids. Um, we've been able to travel the world while we're doing this. So we've had all these amazing experiences as well and really creating a life on, on our terms. And that's what I'm really passionate about helping people do in their own lives is to consciously create them to know that they can actually be kind of you know the captain of their own ship and create what they want in their life yeah well, I I always say when my mouth is kind of stuck open and then I remember that oh I have to say something because this <laughs> is radio and this is not video this is not people can't see me um so how, speaking of you and Andrew getting to this place, what, what are the core values that drive this? Because some people would hear some of your challenges and think, you know, how did you persevere? So what, mm. what drives that? What drives that? I don't know. I think maybe I just, I can't. It's that... <laughs> It's that innate desire to know that you can actually create your life and not be dragged along and just accept what's given to you. And I think also, you know, as my book, the title of my book claims, it's like gifts from the darkness. During those times, there's so many beautiful gifts that you can get out of these times of adversity. And this isn't to say that they weren't hard because, um, you know, I've been on the verge of suicide multiple times. Um, at one point, we were $250,000 in personal debt. To get out of that, it seems impossible. And you can feel like in life you're just given this crap card that you can't get out of. And 
I don't know what it is, but I have this drive inside of me to not give up, you know, and I have wanted to give up on multiple times. It hasn't been easy, but uh, underlying to that, it's like that desire to have this amazing life, that desire that things can be better. And I think I have this underlying uh, belief that we're here as humans to grow and evolve. And so I'm always wanting to, in certain situations, see how I can grow more as a person, see how I can um, better myself as a person. And that's not to say that I'm not good enough how I am because um, I'm all for self-love and self-acceptance of where you are. Um, But I do have this, I know that things can always be better. And um, one of our, our... Uh, underlying values in our business is to work smarter, not harder. And um, Andrew is very much a a minimum effort, maximum result kind of guy. And so in school, he was called lazy. Um, You know, he wasn't going to amount to anything because he just didn't put in the effort, right? And and what, what he actually came to a few years later was no, it's just that I want to do things smarter, not harder. Like you see all these people out there working so hard and not necessarily getting the results that they want. And so both Andrew and I are very focused on, hey, how can we get the best results in our life for the minimum effort, you know, Um, not working ourselves to the ground. And that's one of our other core values is about being holistic. So looking after our bodies and our businesses and our family as a whole, rather than just focusing on one particular area. So we are business coaches. We help businesses. Uh, We're also life coaches. So we help people in their life too. But, you know, a lot of business coaches focus on purely the money side of things and the income side of things. And it's like, we look at the whole picture, like, you know, how much time are you actually having off? How much are you working? Um, When was your last holiday? When, you know, how much time do you have to do exercise and look after your body? How much time do you have to actually look after your, um, you know, mental and emotional well-being as well? So we look at, we take a holistic approach to look at all different areas because I'm not interested in having, say, great success in one area when other areas are completely falling apart, which is what you see with a lot of people because they put so much focus into one area in their life say money or they put so much area into their family that that other areas are in disaster they're in a bit of a catastrophe because they're putting so much um, effort into one area so I think you know those are some of the core values Um, I also uh, very much work from my heart space um, very intuitive and I get led um with inner guidance rather than trying to find things externally. And when I work with clients, um, I am about helping them to go within and find their answers rather than giving them, hey, here's the formula for an awesome life or an awesome business. And this is what you have to do because that's really putting people in boxes again. Um, And I'm not into that. I'm into about finding, hey, what works for you specifically and what do you specifically want to create and getting rid of all the, hey, I should do this or I should do this in my business or I should do this in my life. And I, you know, following those set kind of societal rules. So those are probably the main values that uh, drive me. 
And I'm shaking my head again and nodding in agreement because, again, we ended up in the same co-authored book. We're talking <laughs> about this discussion. The things that you're saying about how you're working with your clients are pretty much bang on the way I work with my clients and how I drive my own business. And some people yeah. will say to me, well, you know, what hours do you work? And, you know, I'm very clear about focusing on what I need to get done, but I'm very clear on my why. And that's what I say to my clients. I'm clear on my why, meaning, you know, my children, and I talk about it every week, but I do my business so that I can create the business I want and help people in the way that I can, but also that I can be there for my teenage daughters. Because it's so important to me that these, I mean, our children always need us, but mm. our children in their teens need us in a different way. And yes, I want them to be independent mm -hmm. and I want them to succeed, but I also want to be there if, if they need me, you know, at the drop of the hat. So there are some times yeah. where, you know, you, you plan a certain day and, and life's going to go like that. But if I'm needed, I like knowing that my business is built around those core values and knowing that I can, I can make that choice. So yeah, there's That's beautiful. There's, there's not a coincidence. I say to people, there's not a coincidence to the guests that I have on the show. And you were talking about being internally guided. And again, I'm, I'm nodding. Yes. Because yeah, <laughs> you can't, you can't you tell got, you people got it. what to do. Exactly. And I, I know you talked about difficulties. I know you talked about some of the stories in your book, but what is specifically, specifically, what is one, give us an example of one of the obstacles in your life that, that tested you, that tested you and mm -hmm. that whole perseverance, not never giving up. Yeah. Well, there was many of them. Um, I think the biggest one has been the challenges with our daughter. So um, she was she was born a, a beautiful, healthy baby. Um, and about nine months in, she started getting some really big health challenges. Um, she got pneumonia about seven times in a period of about 18 months. So we were in and out of hospital during that time every, you know, month or second month uh, with her. Our longest stay in hospital was for five weeks and she ended up in intensive care and we were so close to losing her. Um, and I and think, how old was she, Kim, at the time? How old uh, she was um, just over a year when, that, when it really started oh my. blowing up. So... You know, you have this um, beautiful child that you've raised for a year and the thought of um, losing them is just horrific. Um, yeah. And, you know, I say this is the most challenging one because obviously it's your child. Like yeah. you have the most emotional attachment to it. Um, and so to, to have to watch your child be in so much pain and to be so sick... Um, is, is heartbreaking, I think, for any parent. Um, to have to go through it for years is that's really where the perseverance comes in. You know, I think you can you can bring the strengths for so long, and then um, you get worn down. <laughs> yeah. And it 
and during that time, it was like two years of not knowing what the day would bring. I mean, she could wake up and have the slightest runny nose, and by lunchtime, she would be in hospital struggling to breathe. So the pneumonia would hit that fast from a runny nose to full-blown blown, full blown pneumonia within hours uh, because her immune system was so weak by this time that any day, you know, you didn't know what, what to bring, what, what, what it was going to bring. Um, and so it was challenging going through that. Um, and we were still trying to run a business at this time as well. Still having to, you know, bring income in and, and support the family. And also we had an older son as well. So trying to manage all of these working parts was a real challenge. Um, it put strain on our marriage. It put strain on the relationship with my son. It um, obviously put strain on all of our health and well-being and sanity during the time. Because your whole focus is on, you know, it was on our daughter and um, we needed to meet her needs because they were so extreme at that time. And so everything else kind of had to be put on hold, uh, which was really challenging. Once we came out of that, that two-year blur, um, that was when we had to try and um, get our lives back on track, um, start creating things again. And obviously during that period, we're always trying to create the best outcome for our daughter. And so we were always looking for alternatives. We weren't necessarily taking what the doctors said um, as an absolute uh, because what they were saying wasn't working. We were going again and again and it just wasn't happening. Um, and it was, it was a really, it was a really big struggle during that time. And then once we came out of it, what happened was, um, she was having a lot of uh, developmental delays and a lot of other challenges. She couldn't talk. Uh, she couldn't walk to start with. And so there was a, there was a, lo was a long journey. Um, and we're still not out of it now. I mean, she's still got quite moderate special needs. Uh, she's eight and a half now and she still can't fully talk. Um, she can't write. She can't read. So we're still in that journey. But... Um, there's so many beautiful gifts from that time as well that we can take out of it. And perseverance is obviously one of them. And I think, you know, in terms of how do you have that perseverance, how do you get through it? It's like you have to have the hope that it's going to get better. Um, and when you lose hope, it's generally when things like depression comes along and suicide because what's the point if you don't have hope? And there were many times during though, you know, during that journey that I did lose hope. Um, and I just just kept asking internally, like, you know, please give me the strength, please give me the answers to get through this. Um, questions are just one of those most powerful tools that are so underutilized. And uh, yeah, asking really good quality questions and situations of adversity of like, how can I make this better? How can I get through this? What would it take for this to, for this outcome to manifest? Um, a really powerful tool that you can use during those times of, of adversity and obviously bringing support around you as well. Andrew and I are very lucky that we kind of made it through those challenges and we decided to band together um, and become a team for each other rather than um, falling apart, which a lot of couples don't make it through those challenges 
Um, so we're very lucky, we're very blessed that we're both really committed to, you know, staying strong and making it through. I like hearing that because it it just shows the power of, well, it, it sounds cliche, but the power of love, the power of yeah. hope, the power of everything that you're talking about, that you, you're looking for that holistic and holistic outcome. I need to take a break. And I know you and I have talked about many times uh, about limiting beliefs, about hardship, about perseverance. And you shared with me in our last conversation uh, what you call, um, I, I believe it's false truths, something that you do with your clients. And I, I want to know more about that. I think our listeners can get a lot out of that. But let's take a quick break and then uh, get ready to share that with us. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We're back to Love Brand You with my guest, Kim Baird. Kim, before the break, we were talking about, again, perseverance, hardship, never giving up, and referring to what you call... Uh, false truths. So tell us more about that concept and what, what that really means. Yeah, beautiful. So um, false truths are something that I see a lot in the world and that, that really, really blocks people from creating what they want in their life or their business. And basically what it is, is it's these truths that we believe to be true, but they're not actually true. Okay. So they're false. They're false truths, essentially. Um, and it's not helped by, uh, you know, the experts and the gurus putting out these statements that then uh, people believe as absolute truth when there's always exceptions to those statements. And it doesn't mean the statements aren't helpful or aren't useful. Uh, but what happens is people take it on as absolute truth and they go, okay, I have this statement, right? This person said this, so it must be true. So I need to do this thing or create this thing or be this person in order to create the results that I want. And what happens is they, they're not able to do that. And so then they block themselves essentially 
from creating the life that they want, creating the results that they want. And I'll give you some examples just to make it a bit clearer. You just um, read my mind. I was thinking, <laughs> I, I, I need something tangible. Give me an example, Kim. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So an example of that is they, you know, a lot of people out there going, hey, you have to believe in yourself, right? If you believe in what you're doing, then you're going to get the result. And um, that's not always true, okay? So when I wrote my book, uh, Gifts from the Darkness, and, you know, I can go into the story, the backstory of that here, is that I entered, um, I saw a, a competition, right, online uh, in Australia of this uh, Gower International Publishing Award. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be nice to write a book and, uh, you know, enter it into that? Now, when I saw this competition, there was only three and a half weeks until the deadline. So I had to submit a full manuscript of a book uh, into this competition. Well, I didn't know it was that quick. I know you had said that you wrote the book quick, but I didn't know it was three and a half weeks. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So three and a half weeks. And I was like, okay, well, I can't do that, right? Because one, I failed English at school, right? So I. I can't write. Uh, two, I can't even read a book in three and a half weeks. So how am I going to write a book? Um, number three, I hadn't started this book. Okay, so I had the title of the book and I had, oh, okay, it's going to be about um, the gifts that you get out of your darkest times. Okay, that's all I had. And Kim, I've and read so the book. I've, I've read, well, I should say I've read three quarters of it. In all yep. honesty, I haven't finished everything, but I'm reading it and thinking, even when you said you wrote it quickly, I'm thinking, how did she write this so quick? Because not just because you're on my show and because I love you, but it's a good book. I know, <laughs> which, is, which is how it won the award, right? So I had three and a half weeks. I'm a really, because of um, you know my eyesight and my challenges and stuff, I'm a really slow reader. Um, I'm a really slow writer, okay? So it takes me longer to process words uh, than most people. So three and a half weeks. Um, I, go to, I go to Andrew and I'm like, oh, hey, um, I saw this award online. He's like, I saw it too. You should enter that. And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, really? And he's like, yeah, just do it. Like, you know, hey, what's the worst that can happen, right? I'm like, okay, cool. So the next day I go and fill out the application saying, hey, I'm going to enter. This is what my book is. This is what it's about. A whole week goes by and all I have is like the outline of the book. And I'm like, well, now I only have two and a half weeks. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I'm, I recommitted, okay? And um, I wrote the book. And the reason why I could write it so quickly was because it was from my heart. So I just sat down and I just typed and I just let it flow out, Okay. So that was one of the reasons why I could do it, but I did it. Uh, a few hours before the deadline, I submitted it. It was due, it was in Australia, so it was due at like uh, midnight Australian time. So I'm in New Zealand. It was like we're two hours ahead of them. So I had to get in by 2 a.m. Uh, on a Saturday night or something. And I finished at midnight, uh, so two hours before the deadline. And I got Sounds it like me in this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 uploading the show at the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. So I like submitted it, right? And then I was like, okay, well, it's done now. And I wasn't expecting much of it. And 
I didn't, to be clear, I did not believe that I could write an entire manuscript for a book in three and a half weeks. Like that was not even in my realm of possibility. Okay. So I did not believe in myself, but I, I did it. Clearly I did it. And not only did I do it, but I have this book and it won the award. So yeah, <laughs> I've got mine. We're we're holding up our copies to each other, and I have my yeah. I have my beautiful signed copy here from the oh, author. Nice. <laughs> oh no, mine's not, mine's not signed. I better like chase up with the author. Hey. <laughs> so so a week later, I get this email. Um, this competition was run, it was open throughout the world, so the UK, Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, um, and I got shortlisted down to the top six people, and then I ended up winning the entire award, and I was just mind-blowing, like, oh my goodness, how is this even possible? Stop there for a second, Kim. I just have to read the part that always sticks out in my mind when it talks about the beginning of your book and a personal note from the publisher. So here's just a little uh, a paragraph that always sticks out. What you, the reader, might not know is that Kim's book's book, Gifts from the Darkness, was selected as a winner of the Gower International Publishing Author Award. We have shortlisted a series of books that had all extraordinary potential. As I sat down to review the finalists and choose a winner, I opened up Kim's manuscript and I just knew that this book was the winner. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Pretty amazing. And I, I truly did not believe that that would be possible. So right there is a beautiful example of how you don't have to believe in yourself. And, you know, I have all these people coming to me and talking to me going, well, I don't believe in myself, so therefore I can't create it. And that's a story or a block that people put in place to really stop themselves from going for it and doing it anyway, right? Ah, um, oh, okay. So like the concept of when people say, I'm going to do it when I'm ready. And we talk about, I'm sure you talk about with people and your clients too, when I'm, I'm saying to my clients, if you wait till you're ready, you're never ready. There comes a time when you just have to take the step. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 So you don't have to believe in yourself. Does it help? Yes, it helps. Yes. But it's also, it's also no guarantee. If you believe in yourself, fully believe in yourself, it doesn't actually mean that you're going to create the results that you want. Uh, some people fully believe in themselves and they fail. Uh, some people fully believe in themselves and they create the results. So it's not an absolute, the whole believing in yourself thing. Um, and that's just one example. There's so many more things like you have to have an abundant mindset in order to make money. Right. Um, I know a lot of people who are very wealthy, who are very, uh, have very scarcity mindsets uh, around money. Okay. So, Again, it's not an absolute. And what people do is they put that story there or that block to go, oh, well, my, my abundant mindset isn't good enough and so I'm not making enough money right now. And so it's actually a false truth about what they're telling themselves to limit themselves in terms of what they're going to create. Another one would be, say, you know, I'm more of a business focus. Um, 
you have to have a website, right? So a lot of people go, you have to have a website. You have to be online to make money and thrive in business. No, you don't. I know a lot of really very successful businesses that don't have a website. They don't have any social media presence. They don't have anything like that. And so people will start out in business and they'll be like, well, I can't be successful because I don't have a website. And again, that's that false truth, that false story of what you have to have in order to create the results that you want. And so these false truths really can block us and stop us in life. And, you know, everyone I meet has some sort of false truths rattling around in their head that are actually blocking them from creating what they want. Oh, I, I believe it. I, mm. I believe we all do. So <laughs> we, could, we could talk about this and examples and, and so much more about this but I have to keep us on time here for the show. And I want, I want you to share what one of your best daily habits is. Mm, good question. Good question. Uh, I have, I have a lot of daily habits that I do that actually help me to succeed, to create in my life. And my daily habits do change. So I will do a daily habit for the length of time that I'm that it's working for me and getting me results and that I'm actually feeling in alignment with it and then sometimes some of my daily habits will drop off and uh, new ones will come in um, one of the in terms of like an act like an action that I do um, I go walking with a dog every day and that's actually you know thinking about daily habits that has the most impact on my life that's probably one of them as simple as it may seem uh, but I get out in nature I exercise uh, it's my time to kind of think and create a little bit while I'm out there walking the dog and I also get a lot of like socialization time because you meet other people that are walking their dogs and you you know have conversations with them so uh, Walking the dog is one of my daily habits that I actually absolutely love that will never get taken away uh, while, while my dog's still here because she obviously needs her exercise too. So um, that's a really profound one. Uh, another one is my asking of quality questions. And this is more on a kind of metaphysical uh, creation side of things, but uh, it's what I call quality questions, and I touched on it a little bit before about how to get through some, some a tool to get through adversity is asking those really beautiful questions that are, are going to empower you and support you and help to get the answers that you need. So we're very good as people at asking questions, things like, why am I so stupid? Why do I always screw up? Why, um, <laughs> why, why did I mess up again, right? why do I never have any money? These are not quality questions, <laughs> questions that we ask yeah. all the time, but they're not quality ones because they're actually leading you to create results that you don't want. Yes. And so quality questions are questions that are going to lead you to uh, creating the results that you do want. And so if I've got a challenge in my life, say I've got like a challenging client that I'm struggling to get a result with then I'll ask a quality question of that and it's like how can I get this client a result or how can I get this client to see 
where they're blocking themselves or how can I help this client to get the result that they want? Um, but you can ask these questions in any area of your life. So if you're having trouble sleeping, how can I have a better night's sleep? If you're wanting to make more money, how can I, you know, what would it take for me to make $1,000 more this month? What would it take for me to make $10,000 more this month? What would it take for me to be able to fully pay off my credit cards? What would it take for me to be able to buy that brand new car that I want? And, and you ask... And you go into this in your book. I do. I do yeah. go into it I, deeper in my book. And I like how you how you mentioned the metaphysical part because, again, as somebody that that interests me, when I was reading in the book and and you know talking about energy and attraction and um, going down, and I don't want to get too far down that road because we're towards the end here. But how can our listeners get a hold of your book? um so the the best way to get hold of my book uh or to find out in terms of uh coaching services or help is to go to our main website which is amazingbusiness.com and on there my book's for sale uh, our conscious business book is for sale that we're co-authored in as well and our uh, programs and events are on there as well so that kind of gives you a whole range of hey if you want to find out more about me or follow my blog posts or anything like that or get help either in your business or in life so I do work with people that are not business owners uh, then you can go to that website so it's amazingbusiness.com perfect and I'll have that on the show page for every episode I make sure to have the the website or the contact information that that my guest wants so Kim Give us your best parting words of wisdom. I would love to give you the parting words to really create, to know that you are the creator of your life, to know that you can steer the ship and that you can can get through adversity. If you're going through really hard times right now, that there is hope. Um, I've come through some very, uh, what I thought were impossible situations. I've done some really impossible things in my life where I would not even, you know, my, my own mind is blown and I've actually experienced some. Um, and so don't give up. And, you know, I can, I'm doing this interview with you as a speaker, but it's like, I'm a, I'm human. Okay. I'm, muck up, I make mistakes, I have failures, anyone can do this, they really can if they have the desire to have a better life, to create what they want then anyone can do this um, and so keep going, if you're going through tough times, we all have waves, we all have tough times, persevere ride the waves and know that there is better stuff out there and that you can create it in your life Perfect. Perfect. And I was thinking, I have to come up with a better word than perfect because I think every, <laughs> every week I'm like, that's perfect. So Kim, again, thank you for taking the time to, to be here. I always love talking with you, love connecting with you. 
say hi to Andrew and uh, give those kids a hug for me. And mm. thank you for being here, Kim. Thank you so much, Sam. It's been such a pleasure. Um, so thank you for having me on here and, and able to share with your audience uh, some of the, the golden tips that I've got. Excellent. I'll have your uh, information on the show page. So listeners, you can check out amazingbusiness.com for uh, connecting with Kim. I'm your host, Sam Rafus. And until next time, keep sharing the love. Love brand you with Sam Rafus. If you like what you heard on today's show, Head to iTunes and subscribe to Love Brand You. You can leave a comment, a review, or send Sam a note for recommendations on a future guest you'd like to hear on the show. Thanks for listening to Love Brand You with Sam Rafus. For more, visit samrafus.com. S-A-M-R-A-F-O-S-S dot com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.